Hello everybody and welcome back to It's a Wonderful Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nolan Dean. With me as always is Morgan Robinson and this week there are no strings on either of us because we're talking freely about Disney's Pinocchio because this month we're getting Toy Story 4 and a Child's Play remake that both movies that no one asked for. So let's go back to the origin of puppets coming to life. Why, why the hell not do that? You say both movies that no one asked for, but will they be good, Nolan? Will Toy Story 4 be good? Will Child's Play, the new Mark Hamill Child's Play, be good? Probably. Um, I think Toy Story 4 will be like... People will be surprised it's good, then within two months they'll be like, here's why it's problematic. And then uh, for Child's Play, it'll probably have like a cult following who thinks it's fun like the friday the 13th remake and but mostly people will just forget about it so you're saying what will happen to these two movies is the same that will happen to any two movies of their kind yeah a, although a uh, horror remake gonna... that people uh, either cultishly follow and, or hate and a an animated big budget pixar sequel that people love at first, but then realise actually isn't that good. Incredibles 2. <laughs> Finding yeah. Dory, I was thinking about. Both Finding Dory and Incredibles 2 are both sequels that I found very disappointing. But we're not here to talk about those movies, are we, Nolan? No, but it is linked to Disney somehow. We're here to talk about Pinocchio, the the, the, the OG coming-to-life puppet. Yeah, um... The, only the, the, the sec, Disney's second animated feature film. This was after Snow White? Yeah, 1940. Pinocchio was 1940. Um, Snow White was 33, 37. wasn't 37. 37. Oh, go. fair enough. Get your release dates locked in your mind, Nolan. Well, you know I don't watch the Schmodown. So we know you, you do go. not watch the Schmodown, um, but you still need to know your release dates for... Uh, knowledge. You, you know the you know the reason I don't watch the Schmodown anymore. I, I I don't I don't know the reason. Because I've been busting my ass as a Collider fan for five years. <laughs> I'm not and gonna. They never, uh, invite, I'm, they never invited me. I'm to I'm, I'm not going to. I'm going to forget about that joke. I mean, I I I accept that the joke happened just then, and. Um, to move on from the joke i'm sure some, i'm sure people are not uh enjoyed the joke i thought it was a worthwhile joke but out of respect for everybody i'm going to move on from the joke fair enough uh we are so talking pinocchio. about pinocchio though and uh we you... we will have um a little announcement later on in yes. this episode that will uh you know, stay, stay, stay tuned for that. Towards the towards the end, we will make a, an announcement about the foreseeable future of the show, and uh, and that sort of thing. But uh, Pinocchio is what we are focusing on today. It's a great old classic animated uh, movie. Of course, my favourite thing is this is before Walt Disney distribution studios were a thing, so. It was an RKO radio picture from Walt Disney Production. I knew you would immediately love that. You love you. You know I love RKO radio pictures because what is a radio picture, Nolan? It doesn't make sense. I just I just got that. I thought you just liked RKO because it reminded you of Randy Orton. No, that's not it at all. I am I am no longer a a wrestling fan. Um, I was a wrestling fan for about two years in my childhood. 
um, to which I believe Randy Orton was active, but that's beside the point. Um, no, I just like I just like the concept of a radio picture. We all we all know this. And you want to know another reason I picked this? Why? You know I like stories and maybe like to write stories where things that pe- that shouldn't come to life end up coming to life. Well, that is true. Yes. So do you take inspiration from Pinocchio? Is that what you're saying? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a little bit of Pinocchio in Moonflower, but it's not it's not the whole I want to be a real person kind of thing. It's more I want to take control of my life, which I guess is part of Pinocchio as well. Yeah. So, yeah, why 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 Pinocchio for today apart from the obvious there's toy movies coming out let's revisit a, a, a sort of weird toy coming to life movie um why Pinocchio what do you what do you enjoy about Pinocchio what sort of sits with you about it um i feel like Pinocchio is one of those disney movies where they felt like they could be experimental and do a bunch of weird stuff without having to worry about ooh the children ooh the children that kind of thing, because I mean, you see him smoke, you see him drink, which is kind of interesting to me because there's rules in like now in place for like kids literature and kids movies mm-hmm. where you can't show like drinking or smoking or anything, even if it's a bad guy doing it. Yeah. And uh, seeing how wild they go with it in this one, I mean, it's just it feels like a kind of a release, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's why I, it's why I really enjoy the, the very older. Uh the very old Disney movies, like Snow White, is Snow White's got its darkness to it. Oh, and this one um, does too. I mean, it's based off German folklore, isn't it? Uh, it's an Italian story. Right, uh, yeah. from... uh, I was trying to figure out what accent Geppetto was using. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's an Italian story. Carlo Collodi wrote the book. Um... Yeah, it's 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 Italian. It is German. I for, I forgot what I was saying, um, completely, completely blanked on what I was just about to say. What were you talking about? Maybe that will jog my memory. The dark, the, like the little darkness that's in it. The darkness that's in it. You, yeah. Okay. So Pinocchio is obviously is a very very dark story, and a lot of the other Disney movies of this time are. You look at Dumbo. Even Dumbo was pretty dark. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's you know Bambi's got its cruelness to it, as we all are well uh, uh, aware of. Um, but yeah, I just think that's what they did back then. They 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 were not afraid to go uh, very very dark uh, with their kids' movies because it it seemed more effective. And I've seen um, with the Frozen 2 trailer coming out this week I've seen a lot of like how dark is Disney allowed to go posts and stuff like that all on the social medias and the YouTubes and various things Um, and I'm sat there saying what do you mean how dark are they supposed to go just because they might not have gone look at what they've done decades and decades and decades ago their movies were much Mm -hmm. darker than they are now, so don't come at me being all, let's all be happy and nice and friendly all the damn time. Let's no, have you some, need that balance for it to work, surely. Let's have some violence, let's have some weird donkey metamorphosis, and let's have some... Oh. Let's have some cigar smoking, goddammit. 
I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I think Frozen Two looks kind of good. Well, I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen the trailer. Um, I, I, I admittedly do not care about the movie. Fair enough. At all. I saw the first one once. It's fine. Eh. Um, it's okay. It is. It, it is okay. Um, I've constantly said for ages. I think Elsa is the only good thing about that movie. That's fair enough. That is fair enough. But yeah, I just don't understand why people now because people people clearly haven't looked back decades and decades to the the real older disney movies because they are incredibly dark which is weird considering pinocchio is definitely a household name kind of character i mean you say yeah. who's pinocchio to a kid now they'll know immediately who it when is when you wish upon a star is disney's goddamn opening theme music exactly that and that's one of the best songs that disney ever did if not the best it's my personal favourite Disney song of of all time. I'd say it's top three. With what? Probably probably a second. Um, hmm. Let's see. Let me... Let's think. Uh, let's think. My favourite Disney song. My, my favourite Disney song is The Whole New World. I mean, it's fair. that's fair enough. I can't argue with that. Um, as far as recently goes, I... Because I love Moana so much, I have to go with... That's, um, that's probably my number three, how far yeah, I'll go. How, how far I'll go is a great, great Disney song. Um, what, what else? That one from Princess and the Frog, which I only just recently watched, is, is a great song as well. That's that's one of the more modern ones that isn't afraid to go dark. No, like, it's that's not. A cr- it's creepy. Yeah. It is, uh, and I appreciate it for that. But then again, Moana kind of does the same thing. It's got that weird big lava demon island thing. I've only seen Moana once, so I'm probably due for a rewatch for that, but I do remember enjoying it. Um, Yeah, it's very good. I like it. Basically, what we're saying is, uh, Disney, don't be afraid to dip your toe in the water when it comes to darkness. Look what you did in the 30s and 40s. No, exactly, and... They do it, sure, they do it. They they still do it to a point, but I just don't see why some people that I have have seen post things and put videos out there, um, I I just don't see why those people think they shouldn't be going dark because Frozen 2 allegedly might be a little bit dark. Go dark, for God's sake. It will probably end up being way more effective. Look at... Look at those older movies. There's a reason people still talk about movies like Pinocchio and like uh, Snow White and Dumbo. Yeah, okay, Dumbo's racist. Sure it is. It's ridiculous. But the stuff that's in there that that people kind of like is the creepy stuff, the weird stuff, the pink elephants, which is an acid trip. And then you also have stuff like The Great Mouse Detective, which, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, Sherlock, it's, it's Sherlock Holmes, let's be honest, but it does have that sort of dark crime underworld to vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, and obviously heightened by the great voice talents of the great Mr. Vincent Price. Indeed. But, um, Is there any notable voice talents in uh, in Pinocchio? Like, ones we would know now? This, no. This, uh, I mean, I forget the guy who plays Jiminy Cricket. Um... But this is this is a time when Disney wouldn't credit people in in their movies. Like, you can you could watch the whole thing. There's no credits or anything like that. So I'm just I'm waiting for the live action remake where Jacob Tremblay plays Pinocchio. Every, oh God, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. A live action Pinocchio will happen. 
Well, Guillermo del Toro's doing one like it's not live action. I don't think it's like stop motion, but it's more in line with oh, the original see, fairy tale. Oh, see, I'm about that though because he'll bring the creepiness, no one. And you need, you need creepiness in a Pinocchio uh, story because you know, obviously, at its heart, it's a really sweet tale. It's a, a really effective moral tale, very, yeah. very simple, but with this kind of little bit of adventure to it and just really really thought provoking it's really it's really clever for a especially this movie i think is really clever uh for children to watch i remember i used to watch this all the time as a young Mm -hmm. as a a young young child and there was just something about it whether it was the bit of creepiness because we all know the kind of stuff i tend to like is a little bit creepy um, whether it was that or whether it was just the fact that it was just this really well-told story and just really beautifully animated with all these... What's your favourite song in Pinocchio? Not the obvious. Ooh. Not the obvious. Not Because um, it's obviously When You Wish Upon a Star because it's the best I... Disney song of all time. I really have a... I have a thing for Got No Strings. Oh, okay. Okay. I, 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 that was like one of the first songs I learned to play on when I was self-teaching myself keyboard. Okay. Because it's just like a really simple little melody yeah. that you do, and no. you can play with it, you can make it creepy, like they did in the Age of Ultron trailers. Remember that was a big thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. But that again, that works for, it worked for that movie. Uh, it worked for Age of Ultron, sure. Um, I do like high diddly D an actor's life for me. Of course you do. Um, I can imagine you singing along to that. But I also that. like... I, I like all of them, actually. Give a little whistle is good. The, all the big... The big sort of opening with all the clocks is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, although that's kind of a little bit extended and it kind of goes on for a little bit long. They are just purely showcasing their animation skills at that point. <laughs> it feels very much like, remember when we did Snow White and there's that sort of weird 10 minute musical interlude in the middle with the dwarves just dancing yeah I do remember that doesn't further anything but it's just there is this the one where they force uh, the crumpy one to wash himself oh there is that as well I think that's a separate one I think that's a separate one Um, but that's kind of funny as well uh, it might be the yeah. same. It might be the same one, but there's something I find interesting about this movie specifically, and I mentioned this to you before uh, we got mm-hmm. on. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is something that John Hughes would have been inspired by. I am fascinated from... by by this thinking. Please elaborate. Right. So the central message I think of this story is like uh, you know Pinocchio's desire is to become a real boy, but that's also kind of shown by a coming of age angle, like growing up and stuff and maybe him growing up too quickly as he has with like going and joining the circus with Stromboni who is literally the worst human being on the planet. Stromboli is horrendously evil. Um it, it you know what's weird? This movie has villains in it. Oh, it does. I don't think it has a central antagonist. No. It it doesn't have a central antagonist. And the good thing the the really interesting thing actually about the villains in this is that they None of them at first seem like villains. 
No, I mean, uh, Stromboli, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm sorry if you love The Greatest Showman, but that's probably what P.T. Barnum was really like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, uh, P.T. Barnum, what, what, can, what can we... I actually watched, there's this, um, there's this little documentary. Well, it's not like a little documentary, it's quite a big documentary on Netflix about the circus, or the, the sort of birth of the American circus. Obviously, P.T. Barnum plays this huge part in it it's only a two-parter I've, I've, I've only watched the first part but it's really fascinating just learning more about mm-hmm. about pt barnum it, it does kind of focus on the facts mostly and you can think what you want about pt barnum but he um he definitely kept a bunch of wild animals in small cages he that's why i'm very against circuses yeah, he, he definitely did that and of course that all that has been out you know all that has been uh is now been made illegal for circuses to do anything like that, which is mm-hmm. of course good. Um, but yeah, Stromboli, Stromboli, I find fascinating because you meet him and he's just this sort of big, loud uh, businessman who runs the puppet show, right? But then he turns out he's to be very an evil, cartoonish. horrible, horrible, evil, horrible, horrible person. He's evil in, like, a sort of cartoony sense, but also, like, if you actually met this guy, you'd be fucking running for your life. You would. That's the... It, it, it speaks to the animators. It speaks to the animators as well. Um, the fact that he is terrifying to just look at. He... Mm-hmm. And just... I don't... It's the voice performance as well, but the way he's moving and the way his face uh, is animated, it is very very scary and very similar with the coachman the, the these are the foxes if i remember well, the right, coachman yeah. is the coachman the fox um who has the best name in disney history by the way do you know what his full name is the character i remember they mentioned it but now i'm blanking on it well he, he goes by honest john that's it yeah but his full name honest. is john worthington foul fellow so it's kind of like going against one another. It is, yeah. It is the best name. Uh, and his sidekick, Gideon the Cat. The coachman also fucking terrifies me. Exactly. He, he likes that whip way too much. He does, and he's very similar to me with Stromboli, in that he is just scary to look at, and that is, you know, applause for the animators. And when he does that big red smile... When he, he, he starts Ugh. talking about how he, you know, turns the boys into slave donkeys. It's very dark. Um, but we appreciate it for that. It is very, very scary. Um, but I, I I have always been sort of... I mean, not, not, not like, attracted to like that, but sort of I, I've leaned towards liking Honest John and, and Gideon. They just seem like they're just too con men trying to make the way in the world you could make a story about them it, anim- animated foxes are usually con men i've noticed that yeah they are foxes uh foxes get a bad rap foxes are i mean they do eat rabbits uh, the fox and the hound also a disney production yeah. the fox is fairly a nice guy yeah. foxes are foxes they're just doing what they're they're just doing what they do don't hate foxes um yeah disney old Disney, maybe not Fox and the Hound, but, you know, still. Um, but I really like him. I think that, I think you could make a movie about Honest John and Gideon 
just going about the because they they don't know they're collecting all these people for slavery, do they? Do they know that? I don't. I don't know, but the way they're written, I have a feeling they wouldn't care. They just care about getting their money. They do just care about getting the money, and I suppose actually, because there's that whole scene in the the Red Lobster Inn when they're meeting the coachman. And he does mention Pleasure Island, obviously the big amusement theme park where the coachman turns little boys into donkey slaves. Um, oh, yeah. They... See, this is the thing where I thought John Hughes would have been inspired by. <laughs> well, it's about, okay. it's about, the movie's about growing up in a sense and becoming a real boy and stuff. But Pinocchio's naivete and uh, how much he just trusts everybody and then that goes horribly wrong for him. I think that's kind of a reflection of how uh, being young can feel like, where you feel like you're sort of forced to grow up too quickly and what happens when you go off the deep end. So I can see that kind of resonating with how John Hughes would have come to write his characters. That's, that is fascinating. And just to make this clear, you you are not saying that... Um... To in order for human beings to go through puberty, they must become slave donkeys. Oh no 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 no! Yeah. That's just something. That's sort of a weakness of growing up. Like you trust too many people, you get naive. It's it's like hanging out with the wrong cliques in high school yeah. almost. And there's something I wish the movie would have done. This is my only criticism of Pinocchio. I wish we could have seen a scene where maybe Pinocchio has a reason to want to go to this circus. Like, maybe he meets the real kids at school and they don't treat him like a real boy. Or they think he's a freak or something. Ah, you mean rather than just him running into foul fellow and, and, and Gideon and just sort of being tempted? Yeah, I I mean, you see that in a lot of stories that are inspired by Pinocchio. You know, the the notably freakish protagonist will be bullied by humans you know it's a very frankenstein-y kind of thing yeah i kind of like that i don't know if you've read the book i haven't read the book i haven't read this so but i would i would maybe something like that does happen in the book we don't know um i like that though i like i like uh i like the inclusion of a little bit of a scene where he's being looked down upon by because yeah i mean it's made a point of that it's surprising to see a wooden boy. But with that added little bit of Pinocchio not exactly feeling confident to go to school because of what other people are saying, because he seems all for it already and to go and yay, yay, yay. And then he just happens to meet Foul Fellow. And even, even thematically it could work, because what are puppets designed to do? Uh, to do their master's bidding, no one. Be controlled. There could even be a whole thing where Pinocchio feels like Geppetto and Jiminy are just controlling him, and you see a little bit of that angst of growing up. I, I don't. Disney would. Disney wouldn't have. They wouldn't have done it back in the forties. That's the thing. I, I don't think teen angst was a thing until like James Dean came along. No, that's also true, especially in movies. Um, but that's really interesting. That is definitely a layer that you could add into a a, a more you know, a newer adaptation. Um, and I know there has been, like, a bunch of other versions of Pinocchio. This is the only one I've ever seen. Um, yeah, there's a couple of, like, weirder ones. Yeah, which, okay, maybe I should go and check out the weirder ones, but uh, considering I love the weirdness so much, as we've already been over. Um, 
but yeah, I, I I like that little extra extra layer that you could put in there. I th- I heard a while ago that Robert Downey Jr. wants to do a remake of Pinocchio where he plays Geppetto. Oh God. Robert Downey Jr. And has already played a version of Geppetto in Age of Ultron. We've been over this. Exactly. And if that happened, he would... I mean, let's be honest, he'd probably get Tom Holland to play Pinocchio. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look. As much as I would frankly adore that to happen, Tom Holland is at least 23 years old. He's not eight. Like, or whatever age Pinocchio is supposed to turn into when the uh, when the Blue Fairy another another Schmodown reference for you there, the Blue Fairy. Um Is that is that a Schmodown thing? It is a Schmodown f- thing. For those who know no one. For those who know it is a Schmodown thing. But she turns up I don't know how old Pinocchio's supposed to be when she turns him into a f- half real boy. I always thought he was like between the age of six and nine. I would assume eight. I would always assume eight. Um, he's not younger than that. Can't be. Is he? Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking way too much about the age of Pinocchio. Um, uh, and, I mean, we can't mention Pinocchio without mentioning the classic thing that every parent loves to remind you of. Lying. Lying. And your nose growing. Yeah. <laughs> did that, did that or originate in Pinocchio? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, it would make sense if it did. <laughs> um, I love that. It's one of those. I love it it's so one much. of those iconic images of Pinocchio. That I don't really know if there's much of a layer to it. Your nose growing if you lie. No, there's nothing to it. It was just. I, I don't know. I don't. Re- I don't think there's anything to it. I just think it. It just happens. The blue fairy, obviously. It's the blue fairy's magic that does it, and mm-hmm. I guess. He's made of wood and wood grows and gets a little nest on the end of it with birds in if you lie enough. <laughs> and then the leaves on the nest turn to autumn leaves and then they all fall and your nose nest is just drooping there and swinging from side to side and then you get all sad because you've been lying. And then the blue fairy turns your nose back because you've promised to not lie anymore. <laughs> I mean, I think the Blue Fairy's being naive. She assumes Pinocchio's never gonna lie. He's a fucking child. Look, we've P- Pinocchio. Did you break the vase? No. <laughs> no. <it's... laughs> did you eat the last pie in the fridge, Pinocchio? <laughs> no. <laughs> Pinocchio, what happened to <laughs> Pinocchio? What? Pinocchio, what? were you out drinking Italian beer again? <laughs> Pinocchio, what happened to the ice cream? I don't know. Mm. By which point Pinocchio's nose is as long as the country. And I mean, um, kid, honestly, expecting kids not to lie, I think, is kind of ridiculous. It's going to happen. Look, I mean, I mean, sure, but the movie tells the movie at least goes into the the moral of it, right? And that, okay, we shouldn't outright lie. Um, and it, it, it has its clear message, and it delivers its message very, very effectively and kind of perfectly. And yeah, sure, but I'm, you know, it, it's, I don't know, lying is a very, 
complex uh, thing. It's a, it's a complex thing. Lying to spite someone is not good. Obviously. No, that's not good. But, like, is th- where did all the ice cream go? I don't know. That's That doesn't warrant a nose uh, lengthening, does it? That doesn't warrant I your mean, parents saying, if you lie more, your nose will grow until it's ten feet long. I mean, your parents lie to you. What, what, I ate all my Brussels sprouts. I'm not shooting laser beams out of my eyes. Do you know what, Nolan? The, you, what? You've hit the nail on the head right there. Because the very statement, if you keep lying, your nose will grow, is in fact a lie. Oh my god. I just got that. Holy fuck, that's blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so um I think we've we've cracked the case in the the entire message behind Pinocchio whilst very uh effectively and very uh, clearly and frankly beautifully told the whole message is in fact absolute nonsense if you know what I wish what I wish uh, I wish lying would give you abs. Do you wish upon a star, Nolan? Yeah, I wish upon a star that lying, instead of making your nose grow, would give you abs. I wish that was a real thing. I mean, Mop, could you imagine the amount of lies in the world? There's enough lies in the world anyway, but... Um, <laughs> lying lying gives you abs. But also, Nolan... It just Nolan, means I wouldn't have to go to the gym. But also, Nolan, that would be a lie. It would also be a lie. And everything's a lie, Nolan. This is the thing. This, the, 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 this movie itself is a lie. It teaches people not to lie, but is, is itself a lie. So we can't get over that. And if we, if we uh, get too existential about it, then we'll uh, start to drive ourselves insane. And we don't want to do that. Oh, yeah. But uh, we should talk about one of the best supporting characters in Disney history. We, I'm surprised Figaro. we haven't mentioned him much yet. Figaro is up Figaro there. Figaro the cat, who's my favourite grumpy cat of all time. Apart from grumpy cat. F- F- Figaro trying to go to the school is the most adorable thing. Yes, it is, but also Figaro wanting to eat all the fish that he oh, has yeah. in front of him, and then Cleo the fish telling him, don't eat the fish until Geppetto gets back, and then him getting all mad about it, because he secretly loves Cleo the fish. Indeed. You know he does. And he doesn't want to accept it, but Cleo the fish clearly really loves Figaro. And it's cute. <laughs> They're a match made in animal they heaven, are, I guess. They are a match made in animal heaven. But obviously you were talking about... G- Jiminy Cricket? Yes. I, uh, when I first saw this, I legit thought that a conscience was now the name of an insect. So did I. I don't think this is out. I don't think this is a a silly statement to make for people that would Mom, watch this the when they were four years old. Are in the garden again yeah. for people to watch this when they were four years old. What are you supposed to think a conscience is if it's not a little cricket? And he's also he's so charming and charismatic. He's I love Jiminy Cricket. He he is he's obviously the the narrator to a point as well. And he is the, he is in fact the kind of the central character. You are with him, a little more than you are with Pinocchio. Just a I would bit. argue that Jiminy Cricket is more of a father to Pinocchio than Geppetto is. Well, 
Geppetto didn't really get a lot of chance to be, because as soon as he was a father to him, uh, Pinocchio decides, no, I'm going to go be an actor. And then, obviously, Geppetto. Geppetto is a great father, because he doesn't give up on his son, no one. Fair enough. He, he keeps looking for him and ends up getting swallowed by Monstro the Whale. Which, I mean, how how does that happen? It's not for logic to take effect. I'm going to go look for my son at the bottom of the ocean. In a whale. <laughs> I don't think he went to the bottom of the ocean. I just think a whale happened to swallow. I just think he was on a boat somewhere and the whale happened to swallow him. I mean, the way it's written in the movie, it kind of just happens. It like, does there's just no happen. setup to it. It's just like, oh yeah, he he went to look for you and got swallowed by a whale. Oh, all right, yeah, you know that's a casual but thing. This is also a... you walk out your door, you get swallowed by whales. But this is also a fantasy story, Nolan, and we have to accept it as such. This movie made me scared of whales for a while. This movie made me. Maybe this is where my childhood fear of theme parks came from. I did not know you had a childhood fear of theme I, parks. Right. Let me just clarify. I adore theme parks. Like, a lot. I really like them. Um, I love knowing all sorts about theme parks. I love going to theme parks. I love the ins and outs of the way theme parks work and the different rides and the different stuff. I absolutely love it. But as a child, maybe I was kind of scared of, of, of some certain theme parks and theme park rides and attractions and stuff like this and i think it comes from pinocchio nolan i think it comes from the fact that if if you as far if pinocchio would have its way anybody that goes to a theme park turns into a slave donkey i mean maybe that's why they keep getting loyal disneyland fans look this is this is what 15 years before disneyland ever existed Ugh. Happiest place on earth if you look past the donkeys. Look, th this is why I think this is why the, the Pinocchio ride that you can go on at Disneyland doesn't take that much time to, to go through um, the whole Pleasure Island situation. It doesn't want to put a bad image of theme parks in your head when you are at a theme park. Mm -hmm. It simply wants you to... Uh, be... I'm surprised, actually. Uh, this is some. Well, in Shrek, obviously, in Pinocchio's Shrek. there. I was and waiting for it, Nolan. And Donkey is there. I'm surprised there was no little reference to Pleasure Island. Ooh, okay. You think there's no like little uh, tongue-in-cheek Pinocchio looking at Donkey and being kind of scared? Yeah, there's nothing like that. There isn't, actually, is there? That's a missed opportunity there, Shrek. Creators. That is. That is a real missed opportunity. What is going on there? I never even. I but, never thought about that before in my entire life. But uh, Pleasure Island. Uh, I mean, it looks if fun. The forest. If the forest scene in Snow White didn't give you nightmares, <laughs> this definitely fucking will. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie to you. Pleasure Island looks great. Look, you get to play pool all day. You know, I'm all about that. You get to go on roller coasters. I'm not so sure about uh, Tobacco Row, where the uh, the Native American throws cigars at you. I mean, that's a way to ruin cigars if you're throwing them on the yeah, ground. Yeah, you don't want to be throwing them on the ground. And also, 
maybe <laughs> maybe just... don't have that many cigars your mouth will get ridiculously horrible you know inside. if it you know if it was modern day he'd be giving them vape pens yes yes he absolutely would <laughs> uh you are quite quite correct there um but there's ferris wheels there there's roller coasters there there's those weird the the coachman's henchmen who are just those black figures that don't have faces who are they oh yay classic disney stuff there who are they i have no idea there's that weird thing that i i'm pretty sure back in the 40s it was called ale but i just call it beer well it's probably still called ale now ale is a thing fetch me some ale says every Game of Thrones character. Does ale taste different than beer? I haven't a clue, Nolan. I don't drink ale. Or beer. You'll have to forgive me. You look like the kind of guy who drinks ale. I do not. <laughs> In, like, massive fucking Thor-sized <laughs> cups. <laughs> I I just want to do my Thor impression now, where he smashes the coffee on the ground and says, Another! I mean, if any movie was going to scare kids into not smoking and drinking... Oh, sure, fun. yeah. That's great. And look, don't smoke, kids. It's bad for you. Yeah, don't smoke until you're of age. Drink in moderation. Or when you're on your uh, last couple of high school exams and you need something to relieve the stress. Not saying that's what I did, but... You are saying exa- that's exactly what you did. We know. We, we all know. You're not... You're not... You're not lying to us, no. <laughs> I know. Lying I'm just being sly us. about it. Um, but I do not appreciate the little bit of uh, the, the the fact that the movie says that playing pool is bad. Now, this is not. If it the was case. gambling, I would understand, no. but not pool. Also, I don't think there's anything wrong with gambling. Regardless, I wouldn't do gambling because I think it's something that idiots do, unless you're very, very good at it and very, very mathematically inclined. In which case, go ahead, gamble. But I... I just... It disheartens me that the movie doesn't like the concept of playing pool, Nolan. Because as we all know... I don't get that. The concept of playing pool... Playing pool is a big part of my life as well. And, um... There's actually a little bit of a... Or there was decades ago. A little bit of a rivalry in the pool world between those who viewed pool as an art form and a legitimate sport and those who viewed pool as a gambling game. Is it a gambling game? It was originally it was, a... it was originally a gambling game, of course, but now there's all sorts of, you know, leagues and, and tournaments and it's world renowned. There's a lot of money in the game of pool. A lot of money. I always just assumed it was something you did at a bar. Oh, there's a lot of money in pool. Um But yeah, I just I just don't like that about this movie. That's just one little thing that I don't like about this movie. Jimmy Cricket says as much that he uh, disapproves of smoking and playing pool. I don't like that, Jiminy Cricket. I disagree. That's all I wanted to I mean, say. I, th- I mean, I think everyone in that movie must be smoking something if they see a cricket talking. Again, this is a fantasy movie, Nolan, and we have to give it uh, a little bit of leeway when it comes to that type of things. But Are you, are you telling me Geppetto does not smoke up when Pinocchio's not there? How else does he get all those wild ideas for a bit little puppets? 
because Geppetto is a, an incredibly creative person who makes beautiful clocks that I want. All of the clocks. Although I don't know how anybody sleeps in that house with the noise of the clocks and the noise of Geppetto's snoring. <laughs> I have never seen a fictional character snore as outrageously as Geppetto does. The noises he makes, Nolan. The, it'd be like a barbershop pop quartet of snoring and clocks. There is him. a reason that Jiminy Cricket tells him to shut up. Uh, I also really appreciate that Jiminy Cricket's bed is a matchbox. Yeah. So much for not approving of smoking, Jiminy Cricket. You sleep in a matchbox. We are cracking the case on this movie today. More lies. <laughs> More lies from the movie making of Pinocchio here. Where do you see people just buy matches? That's like those uh, places in Glasgow that have sold thousands of baseball bats, but have never sold a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, golf clubs you can also substitute in that with uh, love. I mean golf clubs I can understand I know people who are really into their golf clubs and they like fucking put them up on the walls and golf, shit they put golf clubs up on the wall are these people playing at St Andrews this is my nine iron that was crafted by an angel's <laughs> wings and shit like that if look if a nine iron I don't, I don't like golf if a nine iron was crafted by an angel's wing would it work no i don't think it would angel's wings uh, tend to be fluffy things and all flappy and nice you need a nine iron to not be fluffy and uh, bendy uh, i i just don't like golf you don't like golf that's a shame i quite like golf but i would not display golf clubs on a wall, I would use golf clubs to play the game of golf. My, my dad was very precious about his golf clubs. Did he ever play the game of golf? He did. He was uh, quite a notorious golfer when we lived in Dubai. I think he still plays golf. Did now, he ever but... hang his golf clubs on the wall? No. Good. However, I believe there was a trophy golf club that the club he was a part Ooh, of awarded him. That's fine. You can hang your trophies, display your trophies all you want. Uh, you just said that people hung golf clubs on a wall. I'm sure there's some nutter who does that. <laughs> there probably is. If it's like signed by Tiger Woods or something. I mean, yeah, frame it and put it up, display it. Can you sign or it? who's the... Who's the other golfer that I know? Colin Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah, there is Colin Montgomery. We're just going to name golfers now. Phil Mickelson. There's a golfer. You'd be surprised how big the golfing scene was in Dubai. Oh, I can imagine. It's... Like, their golf courses are like the fucking Queen's Garden. Dubai is full of fancy businessmen, Nolan, and there's nothing fancy businessmen like more than a nice round of golf. Yeah, but it's also not fun to play in the heat. No. I imagine it's also yeah. I imagine it. I imagine the greenskeeper has a big job in on Dubai oh, golf yeah. courses to keep those freshly watered and freshly molded. I'm pretty sure there's a team of them. Oh, the, oh yeah. I I the the membership fees for those golf clubs must be extreme. But uh, yeah, we're not here to talk anymore about golf. No. No, I think we should move on to... Slave donkeys. Uh, slave donkeys. Slave yeah. donkeys. What do you make about the slave donkeys, other than the fact that it's terrifying? 
it's upsetting, like seeing the one want his mother and then seeing yeah. Pinocchio's friend. Like... Lampwick, who, by the way, is a great pool player. <laughs> it's just seeing him kick around and slowly lose control and the shadows and everything. It's, it's like, am I watching Pinocchio or fucking Nosferatu? What's going on? <laughs> I actually think that uh, the shadow shot is so perfect. It adds to the creepiness so, so much just to see the change happen in the shadow rather than happen in uh, not the shadow, I guess. But I just think it's so perfect. Um, again, applause to all the animators. Um, may, may, what, what happened to those boys, though? Well, that's the thing, Noel. You never know what happens to anybody in this movie. What happens to Stromboli? You don't know. What happens to the coachman and, and foul fellow and Gideon? You don't know. What happens to all the other slave donkeys? Presumably they go off to wherever the coachman was selling them to. Again, this is this is Pinocchio stuff. We know what happens to Pinocchio. He has a nice life as a real boy at the end. The blue fairy gives Jiminy Cricket the little badge thing. And um, I like to think that those boy donkeys grew up to be adult donkeys and then went full Hunger Games on Strongbowley. I would, yeah, I, I would, I would like, I would like to see that. I would like to see all the donkeys get revenge on on all the villains of this movie. I would like that to happen. That that that's but, the sequel. Yeah, but that scene, the Pleasure Island donkey transformation, fuck me, it's it is frightening. It is absolutely terrifying. And again, though. It is, it's one of the things that makes the movie so memorable and so effective. And the reason that people still talk about this movie so, so much is like we said right at the start, it is not afraid to really go to some dark places. And it does that and it works so much better for it. I've always thought it was a shame that they, that they added on I mean, it's not added on, obviously, because it's part of the story. But I don't need the monstro element at all. Yeah, like, when did this become Jaws? I don't need it. Like... Um, just having him escape Pleasure Island, I think, is, is story enough for the story to make sense. And then go yeah, back to a, run, run. you know, maybe he goes back to a, a depressed Geppetto who's lost his son, but then Pinocchio turns up and it's all nice, and we've learnt our lesson, yay, Pinocchio. Maybe that's just me. I, I'm ask, I know I'm asking for a simpler story when the story itself is very simple, but I don't know. I think the monstro thing is to kind of just prove Pinocchio as a hero. Maybe. Like making a choice to go after Geppetto. Maybe. Whereas if he just escaped from Pleasure Island, I guess that's like running away from your actions or something. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Unless uh, unless the movie was different and made Stromboli the clear antagonist to Pinocchio. And he just goes after Stromboli. He takes down the circus. Or the, the puppet Turns show. him into a puppet. Turns him into a puppet. That's what I want. Yes. Make Stromboli the puppet. That would be creepy. Put a, put a put a wooden mask on him, Ooh, and uh, yeah, go full Black Mirror. Go full, shit. yeah, go full Black Mirror on Stromboli. Stromboli deserves it. He's he's too weird. He's a he's a 
He's a complete piece he of shit. He is. He just throws that axe down on the pile of wooden old puppets and scares I'm Pinocchio to death. What's all that I'm about? I'm going to look at a picture of Stromboli now and see if I can think of an actor who could play him. Ooh. Wow. Uh, okay, I've just, I've just looked up Stromboli and I think I might have spelled it wrong because now I'm looking getting pictures of pizza rolls. No. Uh, Stromboli. Who could play Stromboli? Well, you know what Stromboli looks like. He's got a huge black beard. Um, he's a he's a large man. He's a loud man. He's also an Italian man. Um, uh, for some reason, I'm just seeing Javier Bardem. <laughs> I mean, it'd be interesting. It'd be the, the a much quieter. Could easily be the coachman. Could be John Goodman. Ray Winston. Ooh, that would be good. Ray Winston is the coachman. Absolutely, because the coachman's cockney as well, which is always weird. How, um, yeah. I don't know who the honest no. one would be. No. Um, as in, is this in Robert Downey Jr. Tom Holland's version of uh, Pinocchio? <laughs> They'd probably get the guy who played Peter Pettigrew to play. Oh, Stromboli. Maybe he'd be okay for Stromboli. He's got that. Or sort of or, or honest John, you mean? Oh, Timothy Spall would not be a bad call, actually. And I honestly miss Timothy Spall. Well, Timothy Spall does... He does a lot of television, I believe, actually, now. I just miss him. I thought after Potter he would have gotten a lot more work. Uh, did he not... Was he not in the... Um, the series of Unfortunate Events with Jim Carrey? Uh... Yeah, he was the banker. Yeah, I thought he was. Um, yeah, I guess he. I guess maybe. He's just he's just one of those character actors that just pops up here and again, and it's just like, oh, it's Timothy Spall. Uh, he he mean, works. Uh, I'm sure he you, works enough. If you want someone to be the penguin for uh, Ooh, now, Batman, you're talking. I mean, it's probably going to be Josh. Screw Gad. Josh Gad. Get Timothy Spall in. Yes, you've. Found Timothy Spall would be a fantastic penguin. Uh, you can uh, see him in a top hat as well. And he's English. And he's English. And the penguin, I suppose, doesn't have to be English, but I've always preferred it when he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see him in a top hat and a big coat. A big coat. Uh, he basically, he, he kind of looks, he, I mean, he doesn't look like Danny DeVito, but he's got the same build and aura. Yeah, I get that. The same way DeVito was, like, back in the uh, 90s and the 80s. Yeah. If they had made Potter back then, maybe he would have been Pettigrew. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been silly. Uh, Danny DeVito far too comedic for such a an well, endeavor i imagine the final scene of pinocchio is something that just warms it your heart it certainly does it is it is endless i'm a real boy um which of course shrek's pinocchio becomes a real boy just for that one little instant at the end of shrek 2 and then fairy and then the fairy godmother turns him back into a wooden boy um honestly some of the best humour in the Shrek movies comes from Pinocchio. He's totally gay in that those movies. Isn't I mean, he? he gives I... off a lot of those vibes. 
look. There is that joke in Shrek 2 where he is wearing women's underwear. Maybe he's a drag queen then. Maybe he is. Maybe he's just a cross-dresser. Let Pinocchio do what Pinocchio wants to do. Let him live his own goddamn life. It's Pride Month. It do is. What you want, yeah. Pinocchio. There you go. Pinocchio. Pinocchio, be proud. Be proud of yourself. Pinocchio in Kingdom Hearts is very weird. I... I would not know. You get swallowed by Monstro and you have to rescue Pinocchio and Geppetto. Okay... And there's these big, like, little monstros that you have little to monstros. <laughs> it's so weird. Big Little Monstros, the sequel to Big Little Lies. One more thing that I do want to mention about Monstro. Yes. Please stop. I mean, this probably doesn't help, but burning a whale from the inside no. is not a good Horrible idea. Horrible thing to do. Let him come out naturally, for God's sake. You had all the fish. He just swallowed all the fish. You could have happily lived... With Geppetto, you were all together, Geppetto, Figaro, Cleo the fish, Pinocchio, they were all, Jiminy, they were all together, they, they happened to be in, in, in the belly of, of Monstro, but they were all together, that's all they wanted, right? Why did they have to set him on fire? I mean, Monstro's just doing his thing, like, do the thing that the masterpiece movie Monster House does, find the uvula, pull <laughs> on it, and let him throw you out. <laughs> oh, what do they do in, uh, what do they do in Finding Nemo? Pretty sure it's the same thing. Is it, is it the uvula thing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they pull on that. There you go, then. There you go. You don't have to set... I mean, that, you don't th- have to that set... thing in Finding Nemo was definitely a monstro reference. Oh, yeah, for sure. You don't have to set the whale on fire, though. Yeah, like... Imagine, let's not kill the imagine whales. What the poor, imagine what monstro's poor insides are looking like right now. He won't be able to eat. He's probably died from that. He's only doing what he does. He's just a whale. He just happens to be huge. He's he's got some mad heartburn now. Poor Monstro. The moral of this story for me is poor Monstro. (laughs) That is definitely going on the hashtag. (laughs) Hashtag poor Monstro. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, if they established that he was an actual monster, like I don't know the shark and jaws, then I can understand. No, it. he's just he's but, just he's just a huge whale that all the fish are scared of. He's he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. Whales eat fish. Okay, look, maybe he's a bit aggressive about it. Sure, but he's also a whale. He has to eat a lot. He's a whale. He's bulking for swimsuit season. And he's also. A- <laughs> <laughs> he's also an especially large whale he has to eat even more to sustain himself and you've just gone and set him on fire I mean just pull on the uvula at least that's like a natural way to get out do not burn him alive Nolan Pinot. that's something you should do to Stromboli burn I mean yeah alive. that's fair we, 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 can, we can do that he's burnt enough wooden puppets as firewood in the past as he states um give him a taste of it give him give him a little singe his beard a little bit that's what i want to see just 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 set 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 stromboli's beard on fire see how see how long he lasts when you do that i do also appreciate the little detail of having jiminy cricket travel in a bottle because now he's the messenger in a bottle Um, um, i like yeah i like stuff like that, Nolan. 
Is there anything else we want to talk about when it comes to Pinocchio? I feel like we both just had a, a really good discussion of this, actually. Uh, came up with some nice ideas. We thought about existentialism. But it worked, Nolan. It works. It works. And look, I really like this movie. It is one of my favourite Disney movies, for sure. Despite um, the slight inconsistencies we seem to have found today. In what yeah, this movie but... is saying, the fact that uh, it's telling you not to lie when it itself lies a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it being a story in and of itself means it's one big lie, but it's a lie I enjoyed. It is a lie that I enjoyed, and there are plenty of other lies that I certainly do enjoy. Uh, Pinocchio, of course, being one of them. Any movie being one of them, because... All movies are lies, or I'm going to stop being existential. I can't handle it, no. No, you're going to turn into Ultron. Don't want to do that. I do not nah. want to do that. But is there anything else you want to say? Little final thoughts on Pinocchio. Overall, uh, you know, you guys know I give Disney a lot of shit. <laughs> but this is one time where I admit it's a pretty solid movie. Are there things in it that I think could be improved upon? Of course. Do I think they could probably improve upon it if they ever made a remake sure if they actually announced their, another version of Pinocchio I would be curious to see it I'm very excited to see what Guillermo del Toro does with the story now that it's public domain if that, uh, Pretty much if, anyone if could that ever happens I feel, uh, I feel yeah you know we know how del Toro is he likes to take his time I mean how long has that been going on for pretty sure it was announced like just after he won best director well that's two years ago isn't it? And it took him and there one, was two years one year ago. One year Peak ago. And, when did uh, Shape of Water win? Twenty twenty eight. Oh, okay, there you go. One year ago then. Maybe it's stop motion, and that takes a long time. Oh, that is so. true. You are quite right. Uh, you are quite right. With that. But I really enjoy this movie. Yeah. So do I. And it's always nice when we do that, don't we, Nolan? Nolan, uh, like I said at the like we said at the beginning of the episode we do have a little announcement to make about the uh, upcoming future of uh, of the show do not fear though um do you want to announce that now or do you want to talk about some fun stuff um you know what let's announce that now and then do the end on the okay i will let you uh go ahead well, uh, sadly, guys, uh, well, I, I've just graduated, and you guys know how much I love doing this show, but I've also got to uh, worry about my real-life responsibilities and, like, finance and stuff, so uh, I, I'm sadly going to be uh, away in Cyprus for the summer because I've just gotten a job there. Uh, so with that in mind, I won't be able to do these episodes as consistently as I could. When I told Morgan about this, I even suggested, why don't we stockpile a couple of episodes, but... Uh, I mean, we're both kind of rushed, so we don't really want to add to that stress, I guess. But uh, in the meantime, I believe Janine will be taking my spot with maybe a couple of other guest hosts, and I will be back as soon as I know. I currently do not have a return ticket from Cyprus back to Scotland. Hopefully it will be sometime in August, but don't worry, I'm not leaving the show. No. I would never leave that show. No, I'm just going to... No matter what Morgan says, I'm going to stay and annoy him for the rest of his life. I will uh, I will happily take that. And I am very sad that uh, you uh, 
are taking this little break, um, or unforeseen break, as we as we will 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 call it. But the show is, of course, going on, guys. I am. I will, uh, of yeah. course, still be here every week. Nothing is changing on on that front. Um, all that is changing is that Janine will be coming in for a few over from Morgan hasn't seen um, to fill in a little bit on here and yeah it gives us gives the opportunity for a, a few other people to maybe come on and uh, share the hosting chair as well and of course we will welcome Nolan back with open arms when he does return and I'm excited for that because uh, I mean. I've been doing this show for like what sixty or sixty so episodes, episodes now. Nolan. We are on now. Well, you know, have have a bit of freshness in there. Have someone who's not just going on about story techniques and forcing in John Hughes references. Yeah, um, but we love that anyway. We love that also, Nolan. You know, we love. that. I am gonna miss it. You know how much I'm gonna miss it. I do. And that's, uh, I think that's that's all that has to be said. We just wanted to make sure that we let. Uh, let everybody know, because uh, that seemed like, well, it didn't just seem like it, it was the right thing uh, to do. But you don't have to worry about anything, because It's a Wonderful Podcast is still going strong. And it is still It's a Wonderful Podcast with Morgan Robinson and Nolan Dean. Uh, Nolan just has to take this uh, little break, and he will be back. Yeah. And when he does return... It will be a huge celebration. Who knows which episode it will be. But in the meantime, we will have a bunch of fun stuff coming. New voices mean new little ways of doing things. And that can always be fun. And you know, if you any of uh, you have listened to Morgan Hasn't Seen, of course, that uh, me and Janine have a load of fun over there. And I'm sure she will be... Uh, very excited to watch some nice 30s movies that I get to force her to watch because, you know, that's the whole concept of Morgan Hasn't Seen is she forces me to watch these movies that I miss. Uh, That is a fun show. That is the other show you can find on this podcast feed. Um, It's a wonderful podcast feed. Wherever you get podcasts that is on apple podcast that is on spotify on stitcher on podbean on castbox and various other places that you can uh, find podcasts go and download and share the show uh both it's a wonderful podcast and morgan hasn't seen um obviously like i said on the it's a wonderful podcast feed uh but go and download the show and help us out and leave those ratings and reviews those five stars on Apple Podcasts, but I've just realised that I started doing the little bit of outro before we even talked about any fun stuff. Well, there has been some fun stuff. Um, I finally did some more stories as lessons, one on Captain Marvel, you know, everyone's favourite superhero. <laughs> Look, uh, do we want to get into that now? Because I like the movie. I, I like it too, and... I do make it clear in that video that I do appreciate a lot about what it has to say. I just hope it does it a little bit better in the future. Okay. Like, uh, I I won't spoil anything, but confirm Carol and Maria are a gay fucking couple because they totally are. I mean, yeah, I don't, I do not disagree with that. 
I do not disagree and, with that. Uh, we did get. I did. Get, I hear some interesting news about uh, Matt Reeves' Batman. Uh, we may have confirmation of the villains that were going to be in it. Yeah, very true. Four of them. Uh, they're looking to say the Riddler will be the main villain. I mean, I'm I'm into that. I'm into a. I'm into seeing a a more serious take on Riddler. Yep, I don't want to see Jim Carrey no. in tights again. No. Uh, the Penguin and Catwoman were already confirmed, but here's one that threw me for a loop. Firefly. Firefly. Might be making his big screen debut. Wow. Firefly. Um, okay. You could look. You could, I, I have faith that the any, truly any Batman villain can be made um, complex, can be used effectively. You just have to look at um, what Tom King did in his run on Batman, not recently, but a while ago. It was on the, his run in the War of Jokes and Riddles. He managed to make Kite Man an incredibly compelling character. I've got a Kite Man. He managed to make him incredibly compelling. So it is doable to make anyone compelling. Firefly, I've always been fascinated by Firefly's voice because he's obviously kind of this burned man. I hope whoever they cast that it's a ginger actor. Oh yeah, for sure. Kiss by fire. Kiss by fire. Get get like Rupert Grint or something to come out of the <sighs> I'm not sure you get <laughs> I'm not sure you get Rupert Grint involved. Not now. Maybe maybe Donald Gleason? Sure. Sure, get Donald Gleason involved. Hope for that. Uh I was hoping the villain for this one would be Hush, but fair enough. I'm I'm down to see a Riddler. The thing is with Hush is that once you know the story, it doesn't work. I the whole so. point of Hush is the mystery. But, you know, they were saying it was going to be a big rogues movie, and Hush does have a lot of rogues in it. It certainly does. It certainly does. But, yeah, I'm interested in that. I want to see Firefly. I'd like that. And not just as one of those weird little whatever the hell they did with Paul Giamatti's Rhino in Amazing Spider-Man oh, 2. Oh, no, no. No one wants that. I don't want that. I want legitimate story from someone like Firefly. I think that would be fascinating. From what I've heard, he's an orphan who wants to burn down all the places he never had oh, the privilege to go yes. to. Oh, give yes. Me, give, give me the story of Firefly. Give him that weird voice. Even that weird burn and, uh, voice that I struggle to our, do an impression of. And our good friend Robert Pattinson has now been officially confirmed as our new Oh, well, Batman. yes, he has. We love Yes, it. he has, and we are very excited for that. And I am very excited for that, um, for sure. He'll be wild, widely different to <laughs> what we've seen before, I would imagine. And that's always good, Nolan. It's always good that different uh, takes on things can happen. Uh, we would be sick if they were remaking Batman and then just casting Christian Bale again. Yeah, uh, but we also got some other DC news that made me very happy when I saw it. What was this? Uh, my my friend Karina, who I've also done an interview with on my channel, that's going to be coming soon, three interviews with some amazing authors that I did lately. Yes. She sent me the Wonder Woman 1984 poster, which looks fucking gorgeous. Oh, yes! Didn't we talk about this last week? I feel like we did talk about this last week. We might have done, but I just want to mention it again because it's great. But we also found it is out the best. DC is not DC is not going to be at Comic Con this year. No, it isn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to read into that. Really, I guess they're just gonna. Um, 
I guess they're just going to share the stuff when they're going to share the stuff. We're still going to get, we're still going to see what we're going to see. Um, maybe they just don't want to over, get potentially overshadowed by whatever the hell sort of nonsense uh, the MCU are likely to do at Comic-Con. Uh, and since I'm not going to be here next week, I just want to mention... Yes. Uh, social media reactions for Far From Home are going to be coming out. Ooh. I imagine it's going to be the classic best Spider-Man yet <laughs> kind of thing. But I, I don't care about that. Just tell me if Mysterio is sexy or not. I mean, he's played by Jake Gyllenhaal. I would argue yes. True. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, very handsome man. Indeed. We can't, we can't uh, dispute that. And I can't think of much of what other news has come out, except the sad news of uh, Swamp Thing being cancelled. Yeah, which that doesn't doesn't make, doesn't make a great deal of sense to me. Um, I Obviously, the, the, way, the way the DC Universe shows work in Britain is that we got Titans on Netflix, and I believe we will also be getting you know Doom Patrol on Netflix, and then presumably Swamp Thing. Probably because I think that whole service is um, either being moved into Warner. I believe, streaming yeah, I believe that or... is what is happening. Um, it just seems weird to me that they would cancel that show because it got rave reviews after that one episode, after its pilot, and then it just went no, no more. Um, obviously, they're but... seeing out the season, but uh, it's weird. It's a it was a weird story that it really was. But... And another good thing that's happening, um, I never thought I'd be saying this, but uh, since this is a Disney movie we talked about, the Disney Plus yeah. thing will probably be out in the UK next year for a surprisingly affordable price. Uh, yeah, I believe that it, it is going to be like weirdly affordable in the US, and obviously I think the US releases November for Disney Plus. Yeah, um, I think it's because of rights issues we're getting it like early 20 yeah but i'm very excited about the mandalorian oh for sure um, that panel where pedro pascal just looked so happy to be a part of it i'm like okay i'm so i love pedro pascal i think he's so funny and fun and just a delightful human being and he's also most definitely maxwell lord and wonder woman 1984 yes that's a fair statement which I think he's a good pick for that. He'll be, I think, he'll be better than Twilight Dad from Supergirl. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Nolan, episode sixty, talking about uh, 60. talking about Pinocchio. You have been here for fifty-eight of them. I think it's kind of fitting that so uh, far we're talking about a wooden puppet on episode 60 cuz when you turn 60 i'm pretty sure your limbs feel like they're made of no one stop being harsh to the elderly <laughs> well we were just talking to my aunt before i started if she listened she might not be happy <laughs> exactly see stop stop hating on people um <laughs> you know i make dumb jokes when i get nervous what are you nervous about i don't know um, it's all mm, very... I'm nervous about life. Nervous about life, which is perfectly understandable. Isn't everyone, Nolan? Isn't everyone? Uh, but yeah, that is it, guys. Episode 60, talking about Disney's Pinocchio from 1940. As per the announcement that was made before, Nolan will return soon. He will return. When that will be, well, I guess you'll have to keep an eye on that. But the show thunders on with me as it should and janine and 
some other people that may or may not be involved. Some people you may know or may not know who's to say. Who is to and say? And even though I won't be on the show, you can guarantee whilst I'm on my little bar shifts, I'll be listening you, to you. So I have, I have uh, all the faith you will be doing that. So yeah, that's going to be it. I figured I already did all the promotion stuff before when I was mistaking it for the end of the show. Um, and But yeah, go and check Nolan out on uh, on his YouTube, Nolan Dean, for all his writer interviews and stories as lessons that are, that are all very fun. Um, and at NolanDean27 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And check me out on Twitter, at the Purple Dom, with a three instead of the E in the... Because, say it, Nolan. Three is the magic it number. It is. And on Instagram, at just the Purple Dom. Um, check out the show on Twitter as well at It's a Wonderful One for all your updates on this show of which there will be plenty to come in the uh, short foreseeable future and uh, of course updates on Morgan Hasn't Seen with me and Janine every week as well every Wednesday those episodes Ah, we are currently on our Men in Black stuff to tie into uh, Men in Black International that, um, You've been enjoying Men in Black, haven't you? I enjoyed the first one. Second one was wasn't great. Second one wasn't great. I can't give you much promises for the third that, one. I'm looking forward to the third one because it's Josh Brolin. Um, that's that's really why. The second one was very very of its time. And Nolan, as we uh, as you will as you can hear discussed on uh, the latest Morgan hasn't seen. Uh, Men in Black Two has a cameo from Michael Jackson. I can see why you say so it's of its time. So, it is of its time. It is of its time. Yikes. The first one, though, loved it. Absolutely loved it. But yeah, go and check out the uh, those episodes of Morgan Hasn't Seen. It's a ridiculously silly, fun show with myself and Janine, who, if you only listen to this show, you will uh, you will be hearing on, on more episodes of, of It's a Wonderful Podcast. But yeah... And I will be enjoying Men in Black International this weekend. I need all that bisexual energy <laughs> to heal me. Yes. I love the two of them, Nolan. Do you have any idea... That, that plus Camille Nanjani? I'm how in. much I love Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. I have Funko Pops of Thor and Valkyrie that are stood next to each other, guarding over everybody else. Will you get their Men in Black Funkos? If, if it could be like them from a different universe. Do you know what? If they if they have them, maybe, <laughs> maybe I can have two sure well two, two versions of Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. I I'll take it. I will take it. Uh, so very much. But Nolan, for the last time in probably going to be a while. See us out. I got no more strings to hold me down. Just a tobacco addiction and a bar job in Cyprus. (laughs) See you later, guys. (laughs) Bye, guys.